This is Less Parent on Purpose. It's a parenting podcast for those who want to thrive and not just survive these parenting years. My name is Jay Holland, and I'll be bringing with me tips and tricks and tools that I've learned along the way in 20 plus years of youth ministry, parenting, and foster parenting. Hey, happy Mother's Day. If you're listening to this, then there's a really good chance that you are a mom or that you have a mom. One of those two chances is, is nearly 100%. Some of you are both of those things. So just a special happy Mother's Day to you guys. And uh, my mom, happy Mother's Day to you. I love you. And I assume you're listening because I'm your favorite son. Um, speaking of which, I've been thinking um, just in, in terms of Mother's Day and Father's Day coming up, how when it comes to the raising of my own kids, Um, there is very little that has had a greater influence on my parenting than my own childhood. Um, You know, I've I've been a believer most of my life, read the Bible a lot, read a lot of parenting books, but it's the things that I experienced in my own house that were the the most core to, it's my default of how I parent. It's it's the way that I naturally handle things, um, both for good and for bad. And, uh, you know, this is really the way for all of us. And it's one of these things that we want to take advantage of our childhood. We didn't all have a great childhood. We didn't all grow up with a really great childhood. Some of us had really, really good moms and dads. Some of us didn't. Um, but all of us, you know, the, the biggest toolbox that you have really is, is that reservoir of experience that you had as a kid. And what we have to do then is decide when it comes to our childhood, um, where do we need to rebel and where do we need to repeat what happened? And uh, being as how it's, it's Mother's Day, and or at least near Mother's Day, or at least that's when this is this podcast is happening, you may be listening to it in September, but every day is Mother's Day if you love your mom. Um, I was thinking about my own parents and how th- they had a very different life and a very different childhood than I did. And some of those things were better and some of those things were worse. Um, and I was thinking about how their decision-making affected me so much. So I'll just start with some of the core of mine. I, I was I was raised in West Virginia in uh, a small town in West Virginia, uh, the youngest of five, had five half-siblings. Um, I, I never knew them as half-siblings because they were the only siblings I had, so they were always just brother and sisters. Um, but they did come in and out of the house depending on whether they were with us or their birth mom. Um, but I was I was very, very blessed, very fortunate because – my mom and dad really loved each other, really loved me, very stable home. I never wondered whether mom and dad loved each other, never wondered whether mom and dad loved me. Um, I, I had a you know, nice, nice house with a nice yard, fun neighbors to play with, plenty of woods behind my house. Um, my dad was a fireman and my mom was superwoman, at least in the realms of getting everything done. Um, and I think that biggest thing was I always knew that they loved each other. I always knew that they loved us. And there's there's not a standard of perfection. You know, they weren't perfect, and that's not important. What was important is they were very intentional. And even in things that weren't perfect, you could see the motives behind it. You could see the intention behind it. And, and that very much stuck with me. Um, but I know that they that wasn't always what they experienced. You know, when I was little, I just assumed that everything in my parents' households growing up 
was happy and perfect and wonderful. And as, as I've got older, I've learned that there were a lot of messed up things. Um, you know, a lot of these families that when, when people talk about the good old days, when they talk about, you know, how things should be, there was a lot of dark stuff that happened in, in families and in households in extended families. It just wasn't talked about like it is now. Uh, it's probably worse now. I'm, I'm sure it is. But that doesn't mean it wasn't bad then. And I know specifically in, in my parents' lives, they experienced, um, they experienced people within the church who were amazing, and they experienced people within the church who were hypocrites and who did very, very destructive things. Um, both of my parents really kind of lived with their moms being the ones that really kind of spiritually led the house, regardless of how it looked like on the outside. Um, both of them experienced, you know, dads that weren't um, weren't the ideal dads, and these are things that again I didn't know by the time I was the grandkid because everybody mellows as they get older. Um, but it's amazing to me when I when I hear stories of their childhood, I see that the things that were important, the things that were good, they intentionally chose to repeat, and so you know histories and traditions carried down from my family, um, through the family lines that were good. And then there were things that they experienced that they chose to rebel against because they would have been harmful or hurtful. And, and I love that, uh, you know, we have to decide when to rebel and, and when to repeat when it comes to the things that we've experienced in our childhood. Um, y- you know, they, you've heard it said before that kids who grow up in alcoholic homes, tend to become alcoholics, which that that is the tendency, but it doesn't have to be the case. You know, people who are molesters have typically been molested at some point in their past, but it doesn't have to be the case. Just because you go through some kind of sexual trauma or experience like that, it doesn't have to be the case. You can rebel against that. You can choose not to, to bring those things into your life. Now, you have to decide what you're going to be. You can't just say, I'm not going to be like dad, I'm not going to be like mom, or I'm not going to be that. You have to have positive examples in your life. But, but I think it's really important as we carry our kids forward that we have honesty and we have communication um, with what was good in our lives and what was bad in our lives. Um, you know, I have learned so much from my mom and dad with them talking through um, them talking through things that they experienced as kids and how they handled them. And, and that has helped me not only growing up, um, but also as a parent, especially now as I, as I have them in my life to kind of go back through and hear how things were sometimes when they were kids with their parents and then to realize how radically different they chose to be in situations and how they grew up, it really challenges me that I should be an even better parent than my mom and dad, given the example that I had. And I mean, I fall short over and over and over again, but I realized what, what an incredible gift, what an incredible platform that I have with that. You know, it reminds me actually of, um, a, a passage. Like, let me weave together a few passages from the old Testament. You know, when I was little, we used to sing the song, Father Abraham, you know, uh, Father Abraham had as many sons, many sons has Father Abraham. I'm one of them. So are you. So let's just praise the Lord. What a great song. I, I have no idea why we would just a weird song. 
But anyway, Father Abraham must be a great guy, right? Abraham must have been this incredible person um, to be able to be called by God to be his chosen one to start the line of Israel through. At least that's what I always thought. But as I was going along and growing up and I began to read through the Bible, uh, I get to the book of Joshua, which is well after Abraham dies. It's more than 400 years after Abraham dies. And in the book of Joshua, right there before the end of it, Joshua is giving a speech to Israel. And he says something that just blew me away. He said, you know that our fathers, Abraham and Terah and, and these guys, they worshiped other gods beyond the Euphrates. And that just kind of struck me because I, I never thought about that. I just assumed that Abraham had always followed God his whole life. And that's why God called him out. And then I went back and researched it. And, and you know, you, you can see from the Bible that God called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldeans. And so I, I, I looked up Ur of the Chaldeans. And Ur of the Chaldeans was a major worship center for the Akkadian moon god, uh, and this is what's wild. The Akkadian moon god's name was Sin. Um, he has a name in some other language that I can't pronounce, but the Arcadian one was it's 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 Sin. And there's a big temple if you've ever seen the pictures of like the ziggurats, the the square pyramids um, that are made for religious worship. There's one of these that has been dug up and found in Ur of the Chaldeans. This was a major major worship center for a pagan god. And you have to think that these are descendants of Noah, descendants of the godly line of Shem, and things have gone so wrong in their family that they have moved to Ur of the Chaldeans and are there as a part of a major worship center of a god who goes by the name of Sin. They literally worshipped Sin. And this blew me away to realize this. This is what Abram grew up under. But then Abram heard the voice of God. And God says, I want you to leave your father's house. I want you to leave these people and I want you to follow me. And Abram, in faith, turned and began to follow God. And as he believed God, God strengthened him and God changed him. And then Abram becomes the father of, of many nations. And God blesses Abram and he becomes a blessing to the world. And it's through Abram that you have Isaac and you have Jacob and you have Joseph it's through Abram you have Judah. It's through Abram that Moses comes. It's through Abram that King David comes. And ultimately, it's through Abram that Jesus Christ comes, who redeems the world. All from a man who grew up literally worshiping sin. And so what you see is that Abram had to rebel against what was wicked in his house. And he had to turn and follow God. And then his children had to make the decision to repeat that to repeat the following of God, to repeat the following of God. You know, that's what's amazing. When you are in the Lord, everything can turn in one generation. You can see cycles of addiction. You can see cycles of abuse. You can see cycles of wickedness, but it can change in one generation. And when I look back in my family, and I understand my family tree, I see that there were pieces of the Lord. There were pockets of the Lord. There were some who really followed Jesus. Um, there were some who didn't. Um, actually, my mom got to lead her grandpa, who was adamantly against Jesus. My mom got to lead her grandpa to the Lord. I believe he was approaching 90s, and he had cancer. And it's one of my earliest memories of childhood. It was, I think it was February of some year, and I was little, baptizing him on the... Um, 
the the this the bank of this cold river running through West Virginia. So my mom found the Lord decades before the generations above her did, and 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 the Lord used my mom and used other witnesses in the family. He had a very praying wife, but he was hard against the Lord. But you see that it can change in one generation. You know, maybe you're the generation. Maybe it was your parents' generation, and if it was. So one of the things maybe on Mother's Day and his Father's Day is coming up, you can stop and thank them and say, thank you so much for being the turning point and being the example to follow Jesus. But maybe you're the turning point. Maybe you're the one that rebels against the wickedness, against the pursuit of selfishness, um, that rebels towards Jesus, away from sin, towards Jesus. Or maybe, like I said, It happened a generation before you. It happened two generations before you. And now you get to choose to repeat what was best that was handed down to you. You know, times are really changing. uh, And they're going to continue to change. That's just the way times are. And they seem like they're speeding up. And I know one of the things that's a challenge as a parent is that um, I feel like that I'm now faced with technology and decisions that... I never experienced as a kid that my parents never experienced as a kid. And so there's parts of my toolbox that just feel empty. That's part of what this podcast is about, is helping equip in in areas that um, maybe we didn't experience as kids because maybe they didn't exist yet. Maybe culture wasn't there. Maybe technology wasn't there. But man, what a reservoir you have in your own childhood um, to be able to parent the best that Jesus wants you to. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, the Apostle Paul says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. He's, he's charging the church to imitate him as he follows Jesus. And you know what? You don't have to tell your kids to imitate you. They're going to. They're going to imitate the good. They're going to attempt, imitate the bad. Probably feels like they imitate the bad a whole lot more than the good. But you give it time. You stay consistent. You hope. You pray. And man, the most, the most important things in life really are caught. They're not taught. Um, and so what can you do? You can tell them the stories from your childhood. You can tell them the mistakes that you made. That's one of the things that I've done um, as appropriate age-wise with my kids is this is where I really blew it. This is where I was a hypocrite. This, if I could go back, I would do this again. And these are the consequences it had. And I tell them that not so that they can make the same mistakes. I want them to make their own new mistakes, not repeat the, the foolishness of their dad or their mom. Um, so you can use stories of your childhood. You can use practices from your childhood. Um, and you can give your kids the best foundation so that they can repeat what's really, really good. And they can rebel against what's been bad and broken in your family. You know, I, I think one of the best things that's ever happened to me is that um, I knew God as Father, and since I had a good dad and I had a good mom, it was the most natural thing in the world to want to be with my Heavenly Father. So even when bad things happened in my life, I didn't want to run from God because I thought He was angry and punishing me. I wanted to run to God because there's safety in the Father. And that's what we get to do in our homes. Never, ever underestimate how powerful your reflection is to your kids of the reality of God. Make it a good one. And just in closing, maybe talking, listening to this today has brought up some things in your mind where you've already blown it as a parent. Um, maybe because of the example that you had, or maybe you just found new ways to blow it. Um, 
be honest with your kids, be open. That might be the most transforming thing in their life is learning how to own and confess um, when you've blown it, when you sin, when you failed them to seek forgiveness. When you're doing that, you're teaching them the heart of God. Um, don't get discouraged. Don't give up. You can do this. Might take a while. Some of it's going to take a long while, but it will happen. Train up a child in the way that they should go, and in the end, they won't depart from it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. And again, happy Mother's Day. If your mother's near and in your life, you should go give her a hug and thank her for all the ways that she did wonderful things for you. If you don't have a mom around, find one and hug them. This has been Let's Parent On Purpose. It's a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. We would love to have you come join us for worship. Check us out at covenantfellowship.com. You can also check our blog out at www.letsparentonpurpose.com. Again, this is Jay Holland reminding you it's a marathon, not a sprint. Do me a favor and rate this or share it with somebody right now. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon.